This podcast is brought to you by Toasted Marshmallow Adventures Studio. Contact them at gettoasted at toastedmarshmallowadventures.com for all of your podcast production needs. Aloha, I'm Alex. I'm Julie. And we're foodies sharing food while chatting about Boise and whatever else is on our plate this week. All right, Julie, we're back for another episode of the Table Rock Podcast. Yeah, How are you doing? Well, I'm doing really well. It's very fun to see you, Alex. I mean, Likewise. It, for uh, right now, it, I don't know when we'll run this, but it's 100 degrees outside. So that makes it a little difficult to be outside. Amen. Yeah. I, <laughs> That's why I thought you'd enjoy this garlic and huckleberry ice cream from my chef, Gina. And, and it is absolutely fabulous. I just had a bite of it. And then this uh, lettuce sandwich we have is great here. Yeah. And what did you t- you said it was from the farmer's market? Yeah, What's it comes it? from farmer's market produce. It has rainbow um, beets in it, carrots, cucumber, red bell peppers, um, lettuce, and it's wrapped in a rice roll. And then it has a peanut sauce. Yes, mm-hmm. house made. I should have taken a picture of it before I bid into you it. You can it's take not, a picture of mine, Julie, if you want. It's not near as pretty <laughs> once you start chomping away on I it. I know, I know. That's the hard thing with food. And here's the reason. I think this is, I now understand rabbits. Yeah. Because this is what rabbits eat, and it's really good. They, they run around quite a bit. Yeah, they're very active. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're getting into the season of influence, and I wanted to start out by... What has influence meant to you, Julie? Um, and I wanted to kind of talk about that with you. Well, see, that's I'm I'm old enough that there was no such thing as an influencer, you know. Right. When I was, yeah, I mean, I'm 71. I don't mm-hmm. mind telling people that. So, um, to me, a, a person of influence is someone who impacts your behavior or your beliefs or your values. And so, we all have influencers in our lives. And even if you don't follow anyone on social media or you don't, if you're not making likes on some kind of Twitter feed or something like that, we still all have people who have influenced our lives and and impact how we think and how we behave. And so I, I think we underestimate how each one of us is an influencer of someone else. I think that's real important to think about because when we behave badly, we're influencing somebody. One of my girlfriends at camp used to always say, uh, you might not be the world to everyone, but you might just be the world to one person. Right. And I always and think that, about that and quote. And that one person might be, it might make a real difference in their lives. Yeah, You know, if you totally. just take a minute to be kind, that can make a real difference. I think that's something that we, the current culture has really forgotten. Yeah. Is how important it is to be kind. Mm-hmm. And, People aren't very kind. Well, I think people getting out of the pandemic are, you know, refiguring out how to interact. And I think it's important we have these conversations to show people, you know, what it looks like to influence someone or be an influencer. Um, for me, but, when I think but about I, it, I want to really yeah. emphasize again that people, something happened, and I'm afraid it was the past administration. I don't want to talk politics, but yeah. something happened where people thought it was okay to be mean to each other. And then we went into our little homes mm-hmm. and we were all alone and now we're out running around and we think we can say anything we want to to people. And I'll give you an example. Yeah. I had brown hair before the pandemic, as you know, I've mm-hmm. had it for 40 years. I started dying it when I was 30. So wow. I'd been dying it for 40 years because I had premature white hair. 
Mm-hmm. But during the pandemic, my hair grew out because I couldn't see anybody. Yeah. Well, I had a choice. I could go back to dyeing it or I could let it grow out. I decided to let it grow out. It is pure white. I love it, Julie. It's so striking when I, I mean, see you. Every is, time I see you, I'm like, oh, there's Julie. But it is the absolute whitest hair around. I it mean, is. it's like people pay a lot of money for this hair. They and do. I, and I have this. So why should I pay? Yeah. So I'm in the swimming pool the uh-huh. other day and somebody paddles. At the Y? Mm-hmm. Right, you know, I t- do a yeah. lot of swimming. Somebody mm-hmm. paddles over to me and goes, I didn't recognize you. I don't like your hair. <gasps> you You need to dye it brown again. And I'm thinking, I did not solicit this opinion, but I don't know what to say. Do you see? Yeah. And I'm not going to dye it brown, but I have no idea what to... You're in a swimming pool paddling. (laughs) What do you say? So then um, the lady leaves, okay? Uh Uh-huh. And you I were t- probably so shook, Julie. Well, and I, I don't want to say anything mean. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. My daughter says I should have said I did not ask your opinion. But see, Oh, Kayla has a good response. Okay, so next week here comes this woman again. Oh no. Paddling over towards me. Yeah. And she and and I really I don't know what you do in a swimming pool because then she <laughs> says to me she says, Maybe I was too aggressive and I think, Well, yes, you were a little aggressive. I think I'm gonna get an apology. And the aunt she goes but really, your hair needs to be dyed. <laughs> oh, goodness. So she twice, twice yeah. in two weeks. And see, I think that uh, there's nothing wrong with the lady. I mean, it's not like, oh, she's got a problem and doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. She just feels she can tell anybody what she thinks. And I don't, I think there's one thing that maybe sometimes you do need to say to people that was inappropriate behavior or something like that. But mm-hmm. at another level, if you weren't asked, why would you tell somebody their hair isn't your t- cup of tea? Yeah. I mean, I don't tell her anything about her hair or right. her physique or anything else. So I do think there's something that we have unleashed that we have to be very careful about because, you know, when you were asking about influence, yeah, I think people influence each other much more than they think. I think so too, Julie. So when I was thinking about the word influence, to me, it's about power and change. I actually wanted to be an influencer in college. I remember answering uh, on a sophomore advertising test that I wanted to become one and having become one uh, as a food blogger, it's been really about responsibility. Um, The one I have to my boys, my followers, the food and beverage spots that work with me. It's also been about dreams that I've had. If you would have told me a year ago, I would have had a personal chef and trainer, plus have (laughs) launched a book club and be doing the third season of our podcast, I probably wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, but most of us do not have a personal chef or trainer at our beck and call. But I highly recommend it. Well, I actually do have a personal chef, but he's one of my influencers and that is my- I can't wait to talk about him. My husband- is uh cooks most of our meals but and he's a wonderful cook but anyways i do think that one of the things that has really changed and we have to mention when we're talking about mm-hmm. influences is the social media platform totally because you mentioned power yeah and i think social media has given influencers so much more power than anybody ever understood i yeah. mean they reach you can reach thousands you can reach hundreds of thousands you can reach millions and so if you are an influencer, you have some kind of moral obligation way beyond what was ever possible when I was growing up. You know, I was speaking to um, a food and beverage owner and they were talking to me about an influencer in their community who had um, mentioned something on the offhand, but had incorrectly mentioned, talked about them. So they had mentioned that about their food being homemade. 
So then people started to perceive in the community that their food was made at the home, not in a corporate kitchen. And it ended up hurting their business. I think you have to be so... Yeah, because of the public health rules about meeting standards if it's made at home and you're not meeting the standards. I think it goes back to the conversation you were having, Julie, with that woman. I mean, I think influence can be good, but it also can be bad. You you have to be aware that it's like a two-sided sword, if you will. Mm -hmm. Well, and particularly with social media, like you're on it much more than I am. Yeah. And you have wonderful, wonderful Instagram for boy oh, thank food you. Yeah. Uh, platform, and it's fun, and it's bright and colorful, and it's happy. Mm-hmm. But you can bring people down really quickly if you wanted to by just giving a bad review or saying don't go somewhere. I mean, it, it's pretty easy That's for one of you my to rule destroy somebody quickly. Yeah, I, I make a rule never to um, put bad reviews on my food blog because I just don't believe in them. I just focus on the food and beverage that I'm excited about. Yeah, it's it, and I think that positive spin is good, but not everybody is that way. Yeah, totally. I mean, there a lot of people, I think, do not have the moral code that they need to be a high-quality influencer and they actually misuse their influence. So Yeah, yeah. I think those people should listen to this podcast. Looking for a creative community? Try out Port Builder co-working spaces. Amber can give you a tour and first time's free. I love the ability to network and working with people that align with my values. Port Builder Coworking, the sponsor of Table Rock Podcast. Anyways, you want to talk about who influenced you? Who's one I'd of your happy to. Who's one of your influencers? Well, you know, on the food blogger side of things, Yen from Food Is Why I'm Broke is a huge one for me. I've loved her humor and her quality of food blogging. I've also enjoyed a taste of Coco, Spokane Eats, and Arizona Foodie. Jane, Chani, and Diana, the creators, have all been like big sister mentors to me. On an artistic level, Spike Lee's She's Gotta Have It. The main character, Nola Darling, lives a life that I would aspire to live to. I'm also inspired by the artists Carrie Mae Weems and Ashley Longshore for what they've given to society. And then I think about my personal relationships, my mother and brother who have taught me the meaning of true love, living with a wild heart and working hard. And you, Julie, for being my first mentor out of college, you've taught me the definition of professionalism. And I'd be remiss not to mention Liz Taylor, who we've had on the podcast. She's really taught me how to live a full life full of love and good food. Yeah, I really like that statement you have, living with a wild heart. I'll have to think about what that means. I'll have to Yeah. Push, I'm going to have to push myself a little more to do that because I tend to be pretty straight, you know, pretty conservative. Yeah. And I, I think and, you have a wild heart though, Julie. I I think I do, so I need yeah. to find it and bring yeah. it out and have it have more fun. Yeah. Totally. So, so one of my the the one of my first influencers at work was a state senator from Wyoming. Oh, As mm-hmm. you know, I grew yeah. up in Wyoming and I went back there to work and mm-hmm. I had a job in uh, government. And this person, her name was Wynn Hickey, but that wouldn't mean anything here in Idaho. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. her husband was a U.S. senator and she was a governor's wife. But she was also, oh, okay. a, after he died, she was a state senator. Oh, dang. Wow. She's impressive. And she was, because think yeah. about that. This was way back in the 70s when women weren't really uh, doing... Breaking breaking the glass ceiling, if you will. She was breaking the glass ceiling. Yeah. And um, she said to me, uh, and it's so important in this part, point in time, she said, if you're going to be in politics... You have to establish what your basic beliefs are, not in terms of, mm. you know, I love people. Or She meant in terms of fundamental beliefs on what you want in politics. Do you see, are you going to support poor people? Are you going to mm. uh, 
support the Constitution? Yeah. Are you going to support democracy as we know it? Mm. Because you will be pushed to do all things that don't do those things. And so you need to know, and you have to be willing to quit or to stand up to whoever wants to do something different. And you shouldn't be in politics if you can't do that. If you cannot establish what it is that you fundamentally believe in and be able to take whatever consequence there is from that. And I think we see all around us right now that people get into politics and they just sort of waffle all over. Yeah. You know, at one minute, we're not going to say January 6th is a riot. Another minute, we're going to say it is a riot. Um, one minute, we're going to support Ukraine. Another minute, we're not. Uh, we, we just can't seem to get uh, our feet under us. It makes, yeah. and it makes me frightened for our country yeah. that we, I don't care if people oppose me, by the way. I mean, do you likewise, see, Julie. They do not have. I mean, to have, we couldn't uh, have everyone agree with us in in our right, state for right. sure. I do not, but I do think that that it's very difficult to find a a moral compromise hmm. if people keep changing their position. Do you see? You're just running after them all the time. So, yeah. th so that was one person who influenced me, and one reason, by the way, I got out of politics. Mm. You, do you see, it was yeah. just got too rough and tumble for me. Totally. The other, uh, I'm like you. Uh, my family's real important to me. Oh and gosh, don't I know it? And my husband, I've uh, known forty years. That's so beautiful. And, uh, Julie. and I've been married to him over thirty. And he, to me, is the very definition of kindness and grace under pressure. And he's he just retired from St. Luke's as head of palliative care, mm -hmm. which is end of life and chronic pain management. And when I went to his retirement ceremony, people were just crying because they were they were going to miss him so much because he is so gentle and has so much compassion. In our friendship, we always refer to him as the tree. Yeah, yes. we, yeah he is the center of the tree yes. and he's very strong and centering. And he had a terrible last couple of years with COVID where people would just argue with him. He'd try to tell people their families were dying and yeah. they folks would say you're making this up or you're I mean it was just a really bad experience for him so I think you know he just felt he, well he's 75 so he's old enough to retire mm -hmm. but the other side of it is the kids and I never thought he would retire we just I thought, didn't think he would either I and I think you know he just felt it was time that he yeah. just couldn't do any more of the work where people were no longer kind to each other which is why I opened with kindness is such yeah. a it's such a gift and it's so important if we're going to I mean how it's not I think he saw people die who were actually still arguing with him. Oh gosh, I would think so. And and I mean they're on a ventilator so they can't, yeah. but their family do you see instead of spending time with or trying to spend time or mm -hmm. or come to terms with Being death. Of it. Yeah, we're not doing well. And then I wanted to mention a uh, celebrity influence. Ooh. You you opened with a celebrity I did, and I a couple I I grew to just love Michelle Obama. Mm. And um I didn't really know her at all when Obama ran for office. I mean, uh -huh. she was sort of there, but but actually, I just got, she just became just a tremendous influence, I think, for women across the country. Oh, young children for sure, too. And, and young children, and she's just, she was just a glowing light in the White House, I thought. You know, she would wear something from Target, and it would be okay. Yeah. And, and 
she she also wore beautiful gowns. Cu- cu- custom gowns and she yeah. looked fabulous but i mean she just had such a she was just such a centering figure for uh, the, country. the country and yeah, of I course agree with um then afterwards she wrote her book um the bestseller uh becoming yes i've read you, it and you and i talked about it in one of our sessions yeah but she has a new book coming out this fall ca- called the light we all carry and i thought that oh. was such a wonderful title because we do all have a light waiting inside of us to glow and you the, maybe it's the wild heart idea yeah too. totally anyways her book is out in november we'll have to check it but out she has really influenced me in terms of when a couple of times when I've been sort of angry about politics, yeah, and her, I try to go back to her statement of when people go low, we go high. And I think that's such an important concept to remember. Julie, I have to share with you, she has an awesome new um, TV show on Netflix. It's called Waffles and Mochi. And it's about these two caricatures that learn about food at a grocery store that Michelle Obama manages. Oh, well, I have, to, I, I have not watched it. And so yeah. here I am telling you about somebody and I've missed one of their, something that they've done. But, yeah, you have but, to check it out. It's food related. She, <laughs> <laughs> of course you would know about it since it's food related. Yeah, mm-hmm. And your sandwich, by the way, is just wonderful. Your lettuce sandwich yeah. on a lighter note. But, I'm so glad you like it. But I do think she, uh, the one of my favorite pictures in my mind of her and how our country is divided is she and... Uh, Former President Bush are standing together after a funeral, holding hands and singing. Oh, wow. And they're swinging their hands, yes. And, you know, some things cross way over politics. And one of them is love and caring about each other. And that's that's much more important than what personal politics we have. I think when I think of influence, I think about that. It comes from matters of the heart. And um, I think values are an important conversation when it comes to who influences you. Yeah, that's it. Well, certainly I gave you people that I care about a lot. Yes. Um, so what about people in the Boise area? Who do you think is important here? Well, you know, the first person that comes to mind, no surprise, is Natalie from Hello Meridian, who we also had on the podcast. I mean, really, I think she was the first local influencer. Um, so she was She's really been I, I was used to be a fan of hers and I've gone into becoming a friend um, and it's just been awesome. Um, she's so supportive of the creators in the community. Well, you're on her show a lot, aren't you? I am. Yeah. We talked about brunch and um, some other spots as well on her podcast. Well, and, and she actually exemplifies my idea of kindness. She's always really nice to me when yeah. I see her around at various podcast events and she has no reason to be. She has a much bigger following and yes and she makes her living doing this Mm -hmm. and she is always makes an effort to be really kind to me you know i i really do think about the those little moments um i was at a conference recently that um it's called craft and commerce it's put on by convercate this email subscription um but i was sitting by myself and i turn around and natalie's with a bunch of people and she made room for me to sit with her because she was like, of course you're going to sit with me. Like, we're friends. And I just, you know, it's uh, the little marble jar moments that really, I feel like, make a difference. Oh, oh I love that word, marble jar moments. So we yeah. have, it for, you're, you're, you're doing better on coming up with <laughs> tricky sayings today than yeah. I am. We have the wild heart and the marble jar moments. Oh, that's all and... Brene Brown, but I'm, I, I'm happy to, <laughs> to say it. Well, I made a list of people who... There are so many influential people in Boise because oh gosh, we, we wouldn't have this. Our city would not be so vibrant and growing without it being a lot of people working very hard. Mm-hmm. And 
the people have little areas of interest. Like my husband is a big conservationist. So he has a lot of interest in who work. Not, I'm interested in conservation, but that mm-hmm. is not where my great Heart passion, lies. passion is. Yeah. So I wanted to mention to you just a couple of the kind of the big picture people who yeah, yeah, with yeah. their big hearts. And then I have my little area, which is the social safety net. Beautiful. Um, so I think Senator, former Senator uh, Sheree Buckner Webb. Oh, goodness. Is, what a marvelous woman. Yeah, she's wonderful. She's ever. always remembered my name, Julie. Anytime I've ever seen her, I met her one time for Idaho well, Voices and, for Children. And of course, love, lots of people love her because we have a park named after her with a pretty uh, heart tree. Which we and, highly recommend going to. There's yeah. a lovely parkside market that serves sandwiches, but I love that park. It's gorgeous. It, it is a good place to have a cup of coffee or, mm-hmm. and, or to just sit and contemplate if you're downtown. I, yeah. yeah, I would recommend walking over there. Then uh, Rabbi Dan Fink, I don't even know, huh. but I admire every. He's, is he from the Jewish synagogue locally? He's head of the. Yes. Okay, and I've, he has, I've been in the synagogue before. And he has a blog that he writes, but he's oh, always cool. out there. He goes to every protest there is on things like add the words. And, oh, gosh, yeah. And he has recently put up a blog about the recent decision about abortion. And I mean, he. Which is deplorable. But he is front and center on every major issue in town. And I, I just respect him greatly. Then there's he Bet- shows up. He shows up. Then there's Betsy Russell, who, who's infamous. Oh my goodness! Yeah, she does the Eye on Boise. You really, if you want to know what's going on politically, nonpartisan, nonpartisan, then Betsy she covers things extremely well, and she's a wonderful writer. And then I see her all the time at the swimming pool. She, oh really? That's so I, funny. I don't really know her, but she yeah. goes. She's a wonderful she swimmer. That's how she. She's a great lap swimmer. Oh wow! And she also does windsurfing. So when she takes time off, she goes on the Columbia River. So she's oh, a, wow. a person doesn't know me at all, but is very well rounded, and yeah. I know her. So I'm kind of that shows you how influences are. See, I'm kind of a watcher. I know what yeah. she's doing. She behaves well in this at the swimming pool. <laughs> Since I've met people who do not. Oh no. Um, then uh, you and I have talked about this, but Jenna Gaudet, yes, is on Idaho Matters. She's has a great deal of influence. She's on every day. Yeah, I mean, and, she's been instrumental in my media career. I met her when I was in college, and, and it's just been so cool to see her journey and her her own um, recordings as well. And you, and she's had you on, yes. which is great. But the other person I wanted to give a shout out to because of my background is Dr. Yeah. Pate is on with her every Wednesday. Okay. And he's the former president of uh, St. Luke's. And oh. he and she do a show every single Wednesday on COVID. So that they would provide, and there's other doctors who join them, but the two of them have been doing that so that there is true fact-based information going out. I don't know when they'll stop doing it, but they've done it so far. Another person that just came to town, but I just think is real remarkable, is this Dr. Marlene Trump, who's president of Boise State University. She's really a shaker. Yeah, well, and she's faced a lot of opposition from the legislature, and she just arrived, you know? And, yeah. and how is that to come from a big school where you're known for innovation, and all, all of a sudden people go, well, we don't want you innovating, and we're going to cut your budget? And oh, no. I mean, she's worked really hard to keep... Uh, the university on a progressive path and i really admire her for that likewise and then another person that is just the head of the tiniest group in all mankind Uh is uh, 
Alana Rubel is the majority leader of the Democrats. Oh, I love her. In the House. Yeah. And the poor woman, she has almost no following because there are almost no Democrats. And yet they make a lot of noise. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. she always comes out and says something in opposition. And they've been fairly effective when you know how small, they, I mean, they would fit in a telephone booth, the number yeah. of Democrats in the House. Yeah. And yet they have managed to stop some big bills and stuff. I, I admire them greatly. And it's got to be tough work. Can you imagine sitting on that floor day in and day out? You know, and, speaking of influence, I don't think I would ever want my influence in that region. No, no. See, I don't want to do it. I'm just telling you who. Yeah. I mean, who's she, shaking up and, the Boise And then community. the other person who is really effective is Luke Mayville. Now, he's okay. The, I haven't heard of him. He's the co-founder of Reclaim Idaho. Oh, I know Reclaim Idaho. And they got, of course, I worked really hard on that, but they, got, mm -hmm. they got Medicaid expansion through where a lot of red states have not. And we did yeah. that by putting it on the ballot. And they just got 97,000 signatures know, wow. to try and put on the ballot. Not try. Influence. It's going to be on the ballot. Expansion of education dollars by taxing very high income individuals. We're all taxed the same. Right. And you know, there are some people in Idaho who make a lot, lot of, of money, money. Yeah. and everybody, no matter how poor you are, pays the same income tax as the very, very wealthy. And so the ballot initiative is to tax very high income corporations and very mm. high income individuals uh, more to pay for education. And so, but I admire him, that he, I mean, he did it once with, he's a co-founder and there's three of them that work on it, but he's the only one I know. Um but they they went out there and i never thought we'd get that ballot because that's all i'd spent my time on yeah. was trying to expand health insurance to uh -huh. people and i was so happy when we got it and it's and i hear people all the time tell me what a difference medicaid expansion has made to them oh and, gosh and see i think if we change how we funded education it would also f change the, well when you change children's lives you change the world and so i totally believe in that julie as a preschool teacher of course, with influence, I have to bring up the food people in, around yeah. here who are pretty influential. The first one I think of is Mark from Grill Dads. He is on a Food Network show, and he's probably one of the most infamous names in town. Also, Chef Merrick from TikTok. Uh, I recently went to a private dinner at his house. Um, it was Hawaiian-themed. It was delicious, Julie. It was five courses. There was a crudo and a panna cotta dessert. And then he did this um, pork belly adobo, which is a Filipino um, type of rub uh, with bok choy and sushi rice. It was delicious. Um, really love that. I also think of Tara Morgan, my old mentor who we've had on the podcast, as well as Katie Baker from FAIR. I think those are two women who are really involved in our food community. Well, and Katie Baker's really been growing fair. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, when she was on, they were barely starting and now yeah. they're getting to be pretty big. Mm-hmm. And then I want to go to my little safety net providers. Yeah. They're all women. That There are men. I don't want to. I would expect nothing less, Julie. But I, I wanted to stick with my feminist side in this particular. I love it. And so the people that I wanted to specifically mention are Karen Bach, the Idaho Food Bank. She runs it. And okay. of course, that talking about food. Food insecurity. Right now with uh, inflation, people need the food bank. I yeah. mean, they yeah, need yeah, yeah. Uh, the. Uh, then we have B. Black, who has run the WCA for a really long time, okay. and of course, shelter for women and children in places of violence, and some men, but largely women and children. Yeah, so important. And then um, 
Jenny Goble is somebody that has opened the nonprofit ambassador, The Phoenix, for to create a sober, active community for people your age. Oh, wow, young Julie. I will have and, to check it out since they I started do, sobriety. And they've done all kinds. They do activities every week. Is it local? Mm-hmm. They, wow. they have a building down by where the interfaith sanctuary is. Oh, okay, very close. And she's uh, gotten big grants to create this community, and they do all kinds of things. And then the final person I want to mention has been in the news a lot, so it won't be a surprise to anybody, uh -huh. is Jody Peterson Steigers with Interfaith Sanctuary. Yes. She's the executive director. And oh boy. Hot pot. Hot, and it, that is a wonderful <laughs> word. I mean, I so admire the work she has done to try and keep people Home, housed. Housed. And. And we're not very kind. Julie, could you imagine if we had to stay outside all day? In this heat? In 100 degrees? We wouldn't make it. Well, and we're not very kind as, as neighborhoods. We've been very yeah. unpleasant. Yeah. In where, because see, it wasn't we don't want you here. We don't want you anywhere. I mean, that was sort of what... Was broadcast a yeah, little bit. It was. I mean, because yeah. there they did have meetings on what else should we do if we don't do this. And nobody had any suggestions. It was just not in our backyard, and you, that's not very helpful, actually. So those are my women. Wow. That uh, that they're keeping, they're holding the our social net. social safety net together. And I, Julie, do you know the um, CEO of the Local United by chance? Yes, that's Nora Carpenter. Yeah, Nora Carpenter. She actually, her, uh, I don't know if it's her daughter, but Pam, uh, I want to say is her daughter, uh, she went to college with me, but seeing her work with United Way has been... She's actually, she's fabulous, and she was on my list. Oh, she was. But I, I took her off because I thought that we were getting the too list long. too long a list. But Nora Carpenter has done an outstanding job running the United Way, and she's done a lot with early education Yeah, and also with more collaborative ventures across the community. Community. So she's she's a fabulous administrator and part of the safety net group. And I had two more that I thought were also super influential. Don from Boise Dev. I don't know if you read Boise Dev, Julie, but I've really um, been fascinated by their email newsletter. It just is really up to date and it just gives me business news. So I've really... I, I, I read it every morning. Oh, you do? And I got that me from too. one of our podcasts from your friend. Lovely. Uh, Liz said we should all read it. Yes. And so I will tell our listeners, I got that listening to Liz, and now I read it every morning, and it gives me a short, really brief summary of what's going on. In Boise. Um, another person that has a great email newsletter, it's called From Boise, and her name is Marissa. She works in public relations, but she's had a really great newsletter just doing more fun activities and kind of what's happening in Boise. So that's been also incredible. Right. Well... Um, I think we're just so fortunate in Boise to have these bright lights back to Michelle Obama. Yes. That, that really, they continue to do the work on the ground, the grassroots work, which is so difficult to do, and they don't get burned out, and they keep going, and I love them for it. I think the thing, you know, as we talk about this, I feel like the thing with influence is it's two-sided. You know, there's them influencing you, but then, you know, just like us mentioning them in the podcast, I think it's good to be thankful for the people that have impacted you. Yeah, well, Alex, it's so fun to be back with you again. And your food you brought, which is farm to table, we are mm -hmm. we do focus on that. Yes. I'm sitting here with my lettuce wrap and it's just so wonderful. It makes me want to be a rabbit. It's from Clean Cuisines by Gina. She's a personal chef in the community. She does delivery in the whole Treasure Valley. 
And then we want to thank our sponsor again. Yeah, we want to thank Fort Builder Coworking for sponsoring our third season of our podcast, Julie. Yeah. And and Alex, we sh- I guess we should sign off together. Huh? All right. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Y'all, thanks for joining our podcast. We loved having you. Please subscribe and think about leaving a review. Your comments are always appreciated. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Boy Food on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers.